This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. A sell-up slip-up put Shrewsbury Jurgen Klopp's red set for a replay against League One side Shrewsbury Town after squandering a 2-0 lead. I'm Guy Clark and this is the post-game podcast as we react to Liverpool's fourth-round tie in Shropshire. We'll have reaction from our team at the New Meadow. Our regular fan callers have their say, plus we'll also delve into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. As well as all of that, of course, and not too impressed, Jurgen Klopp has his say... We will not be there. It will be the kids who play that game because you cannot deal with us like um, nobody cares about it. I know that's uh, not very popular, but um, that's the way I see it. Jurgen Klopp on how he still plans to continue with his plans to give his first team a winter break to come then. Well, it wasn't all doom and gloom for the Reds, though. Curtis Jones following up his heroics against Everton in the third round with the opener after just 15 minutes. Donald Love put through his own net just 28 seconds into the second half, which gave Liverpool full command of the tie, only for Jason Cummings to come off the bench and grab a brace. Let's, though, get ourselves over to Shrewsbury where the Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst is waiting with his verdict. Liverpool's plans for a winter break have been thrown into turmoil after the 2-2 draw with Shrewsbury Town in the fourth round of the FA Cup here at New Meadow. Uh, Liverpool were 2-0 up and cruising. Um, should never have really been that way, but in the end, they were hanging on and um, an embarrassment was averted. Um, Liverpool started pretty well there. Pedro Chiravella's brilliant through ball, sent Curtis Jones away. He continued his excellent goal scoring run in this competition, uh, tucked it away for 1 0 for Liverpool. And uh, Nico Williams just seconds into the second half, his cross uh, was poked into his own net by Donald Love. Um, an unfortunate moment for him, he won't want to see that back, but it gave Liverpool a bit of a cushion and it didn't really look like they were going to relieve it until round about uh, the hour mark or so when. Um, Shrewsbury Town brought on Jason Cummings. Um, he scored from the penalty spot after uh, Yasser Larucci had, uh, had brought Shrewsbury Town player down. Um, replays suggested it was on the edge of the box, but referee Simon Hoover gave the penalty and they were right back in it. And to be fair, Liverpool were hanging on the last 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, Cummings again with the equaliser, um, sending uh, New Meadow into, uh, into pandemonium, it must be said, and it looks like now. Uh, Liverpool's replay is going to be played sometime between uh, the Southampton game on the 1st of February and the game at Norwich on uh, February the 15th. Probably the Tuesday or Wednesday, a few days after that Southampton game. It's a, a, a fixture Jürgen Klopp definitely didn't want. It's a fixture the supporters didn't want and it'll probably be a lot easier at Anfield uh, where they obviously enjoy great home form. But uh, let's make no mistake about it, Liverpool didn't want this replay but uh, they're going to have to play it and get on with it. Uh, 2-2 here at New Meadow and uh, Liverpool were probably hanging on, uh, lucky to, to get away with a 2-2 draw and avoid an embarrassment, but uh, this uh, this should never really have, uh, have been this way. Yes, Liverpool in the end having to avoid an upset with Adrian denying Josh Lauren late on in the tie. Well, Paul there telling us about how Jurgen Klopp's winter break plans have been given a shake-up after being forced into a replay at Anfield. Let's, though, hear what the manager had to say on that. Jurgen, how do you assess that one? <coughs> yeah, first and foremost, I have to say congratulations to Shrewsbury because um, it was well deserved. It was, uh, I think, the, the minimum what they deserved um, with the chances they had. Uh, why they had the chances? Well, because um, we lost the ball in the wrong moment. We played a few really difficult passes, uh, which were difficult to control. Never got used to the pitch 100% today, um, and that 
kept them in the game. We scored a wonderful 1-0, really good, really good football, really nice goal. Then we got the gift in the pre- or present directly after half time uh, where they scored our second goal by themselves. Um, but it didn't look like uh, it didn't give us really um, we didn't calm the game down or whatever. No, we um, conceded the, the penalty after, yeah, after losing the ball and then um, they have to, this kind of counter attack. It's a penalty and um, the second goal we lose two challenges I think in a row and it's, it's going to finish the situation really brilliantly off so that's it What did you make of the atmosphere here? I guess the neutral would say that this was a type of game that sums up everything that is good about English football the way it, it plays out <laughs> yeah. um, yes, cup. it's a cup game so that's how it should be that's absolutely right um, we, we, we had to do better but Truth did really well um, and um, yeah, that's what I can say. That's exactly like it is. I think the, the atmosphere was over the full 95 minutes was really good, but especially we, we, we brought Shrewsbury up and the crowd up with um, the way we played, and that's uh, what we have to um, admit. And so, not for us, not a wonderful football day, obviously. What kind of headache does it give you now then with the extra game to squeeze in with the replay? Obviously, it comes in at a time when you're supposed to be having a break from football. Look, our situation is the following: we had to, we had to, we know that since a couple of weeks that we that it's like this. Or actually, we knew it longer because it was always clear when we when they when um, we came through into the next round uh, that it will be like this. But in April 2019, we got a a letter from the Premier League, I think, um, where they ask us to respect the winter break not to organize um, international friendlies or not to organize competitive games and we respect that so i said the boys already um, uh, two weeks ago that we will if there's a we will have a winter break so it means the we will, uh, we will not be there it will be the kids who play that game because you cannot deal with us like um, nobody cares about it i know that's uh, not very popular but um, that's the way I see it, and um, how I said, the Premier League asks us to, to respect the winter break. That's what we do. If then if A doesn't respect it, we cannot change that. But um, we will not be there. Does that mean you won't be there as well? Yeah. yeah. Jürgen, just a word about Shrewsbury and how impressed you were. With I spoke already about Shrewsbury before you arrived. <laughs> so so will, Neil, will Neil Critchley manage the replay? Sorry? Will Neil Critchley manage the yeah. replay like he did in the Carabao Cup? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very important for your players to get some get some rest of that time yeah the first team players yeah, look it's only this country that you ask this kind of question it's a winter break what do you think it's exactly I can I can give you maybe you find a letter it's exactly like this we have to respect it for to um, respect the players welfare and that they have need a rest psych, um, uh, um, mental rest physical rest so and that's what the, what the winter break is about and then um, the, the competition or another competition tells us it's not that important so uh, we had to make these decisions before because um, the boys have family and um, the international players like Jordan Henderson Virgil van Dijk Gini Van Aldum, Trent Alexander-Arnold Musala, Sadio Mane all these guys they, they, they have never off and so this is the week and I um, I said in a moment when we uh, when it was clear that there will be a winter break months ago already before I knew that FA Cup could come in between that is a winter break so we will respect that and we do that that's all how long the players have off one week, one week. they don't have off they train but 
for themselves. They have running programs, they have fitness programs, that's what they do. They never have off, but they don't come to Melbourne and they don't play a football game. Jurgen Klopp pulling no punches there and I'm sure we've not heard the last of this one. It should be said, both Ralph Hussenhutl and Steve Bruce had their say on having to play through the first attempt of a winter break after both Southampton and Newcastle United were also forced into replays on Saturday. Time now though to get into our regular contributors and first up, here's Matt Whitty with his take. Well, that was a disappointing result and an equally disappointing performance you have to say obviously it was a very uh, very changed team with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of young players in there mixed in with um some more ex- uh, more experienced senior players though there quite a few of them uh, Matip, Lovren and uh, Fabinho were uh, were playing after uh, significant spells out with uh, with injury but yeah, it was overall. It was uh, it just wasn't uh, wasn't a good performance uh, at all. We uh, got off to a decent start with the uh, with the goal in the first half. It was a lovely uh, lovely through ball from uh, Kiravella, who had a really good first half, I thought, and it was a yeah really really classy ball um, and a great uh, great run and finish by Curtis Jones, who was probably our our brightest player, um, brightest outfield player anyway um, on the night. But I think it probably says it all, really, that uh, that Adrian was our was our best player um, with a, a brilliant uh, a brilliant save <clears throat> with a one on one in the first half and uh, a good uh, a good uh, a good uh, uh, stretching save as well um, to tip it around the post when uh, when Shrewsbury broke through and they they broke through. Uh, Three or three, maybe three times before they before they scored, but some pretty wayward finishing uh, didn't didn't trouble Adrian particularly. And yeah, and then the second half uh, started, and we got off to uh, well, uh, a pretty pretty ideal start really with the uh, the own goal from Love um, from a from a cross with uh, with Love turning it in um, under um, some pressure from from Curtis Jones again. And then at that point, two 0 up. You're thinking we're in cruise control, uh, but that was kind of the problem. Really, we were we really were cruising. Um, we were we were so sloppy. We created very very little. Um, Arigi had a couple of chances from from long range. Um, there was the chance late on from Salah, uh, which he which he headed wide, and uh, Jones uh, had a chance sliding in um, again late on that was that was blocked. But really, um, we were pretty poor um, creatively. Um, Shrewsbury came at us um, in the second half, time and time again, and looked and looked the more dangerous team. So yeah, um, I thought uh, you know potentially a couple of decisions went against us tonight. I thought the penalty that they got was was outside the area, uh, but in but in real time it it, it did look a pen. Uh, I don't think there was any doubt that it was a foul. But yeah, that one uh, that one went against us and. There was a half, half, a half a shout for a for a handball as well with uh, one of the Shrewsbury players leaning into the ball. Um, but I think you know if if, you, if you're playing your team in in League One and you you're playing that badly that you're relying on those kind of decisions, you've you've got to look to yourselves first before trying to look for um, help from the officials. So the, you know I don't, I don't think the officials had a good game, but you know we've got to we've got to really focus on ourselves really to be honest. And now we've got to. A replay that I'm sure Klopp won't want to have. Um, I'm not quite sure when it's going to be, but it's going to be 
um, even if it's likely to be um, a similar team, it's going to be some disruption in uh, in, a, in, a, in a midweek when we could be focusing on on other things or preparations for an upcoming league or or Champions League game. So yes, there uh, there we go. We'll have to take our have to take our medicine with a with a replay, and hopefully put in a better performance than that. Matt Whitty summing up the mood there following the draw with Shrewsbury Town, a mood that is echoed, it has to be said, in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Rob Mason writes, I have to say we deserve that result. Matip, Lovren and Fabinho look so far short of match fitness. It's a long way back for them by the looks of it. And Elliot Jones and LaRucci showed how hard it is for young players to get up to scratch. Fair play to the Shrews, their second half show was brilliant. See you at Anfield. Paul Flanagan writes, Hard not to be pleased for Shrewsbury. They deserve a result there and we're obviously well up for it. Well done to them. At the same time, it's hard not to be disappointed in the lads who played. Matip, Lovren and Fabinho looked really rusty and our build-up play as a consequence was so flat and sloppy. The second goal was particularly disappointing, conceding from a long ball forward which should have been easily dealt with by such an experienced defence. Elliot's a young lad and didn't do much, but his time is yet to come. Chiravea and Jones were decent in the first half, but seemed to run out of ideas in the second half. And Origi was very flat-footed and uninspiring for much of the game. Minamino's still finding his feet, but you'd still like to see more from him against lower league opposition. It's a shame we had to call for the cavalry when we needed a break ahead of the long trip to West Ham this week. A tough watch, but at least the lads have an opportunity to redeem themselves in the replay. Back to business as usual on Wednesday, please, Reds. And Ibrahim Olalaid Arawalo, apologies if that pronunciation isn't correct, Ibrahim, says it was a tough match. Origi needs to play in the middle. Minamino is inside right or left. He isn't yet a central striker and neither is he a winger. Can play between the lines but isn't up to speed yet. We will batter them at Anfield. You'll never walk alone. And Richie O'Farrell for this group of... Writers in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group says, Not the end of the world for us, means the young lads will get another game. They were all okay today. It was the others returning from injury that were off the pace. If VAR was in play, we get a penalty in the first half and theirs was outside the box. No harm getting a boot in the backside because we stopped playing at 2-0. Well, more to come on post-game after this. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Giraffes from Witness with his thoughts on the Shrewsbury Liverpool game. In the end, disappointing 2 2 draw. We've got to give huge credit to Shrewsbury in that second half for the way they, you know, from 2 0 down to becoming coming back at a team with our credentials. You've got to give them credit. But yeah, a lot of changes made by Klopp. Bit of a mix of, you know, the a few senior players and a few of the youngsters. I thought the youngsters done well. Again, uh, Curtis Jones gets on the score sheet in the FA Cup. Really like him as a player. Technically, you can see he's got everything. He's got the vision, so composed on the ball. Clearly, he's got an eye for goal. So, yeah, very impressive. And Curtis Jones, Chiravella, fought with decent in that first half. A few of the other youngsters, yeah, they've done well. Um, bit worrying at the back where we had... You know, Lovren, Matip in, and I think that Larucci on the left-hand side is a bit of a bit of a madman, goes goes all over the show, but he looks a little bit ropey at the back. Adrian has made a few good saves in that first half, and but we're 1-0 up. We're pretty much cruising, really. 
And then, starts the second half, goal, the own goal goes in, comical own goal after you know, 20, 30 seconds, 2-0, it's game over, absolute game over. But no, we've, somehow we've managed to, to blow the 2-0 lead and Shrewsbury have got back into it. We've, you know, in the end, it's a, it's a deserved draw for them. And they had the chances to possibly win the game as well. If it wasn't for Adrian in that second half, he's, he made a couple of great saves. Um, this, could, this could have been a totally different ball game. It could have been, could have been a defeat, but it wasn't. You know, we weren't, the second half we weren't great. It wasn't a typical Liverpool performance in that second half. You know, the defence looks a little bit ropey, but it's going to happen. There's changes, there's people coming back. You know, Fabinho um, came back in, he, he looks a little bit rusty. But let's, let's, let's not be negative about it, you know. Yeah, it's an extra game. Klopp's not going to be happy. Clearly, he wanted the game done. He was bringing Klopp, uh, Salah around and whatnot off the bench to try and get that goal to win the game. But it's going to be another game. It's not the end of the world. Another opportunity for these youngsters to prove themselves and fringe players again to have a game. So let's just look at the positives. We're, we've not lost a game. <laughs> um, we're in the half of the next round. Come on, Liverpool. Let's let. Come on. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Well done, Shrewsbury Town. The Shrews salop which means something rude in French, but I'm not going to translate it, or it won't get published. Do look it up. Um, but well done to them, you know. A draw and a replay may be the stuff of our fitness department's worst nightmares. But unfortunately for us, it was pretty much the right result. After Liverpool, well, we sort of forgot how to play for the last half an hour, didn't we? It was like we just sort of zoned out and started thinking of other things, like immature schoolboys do when presented with a photo of the scantily clad. Of course, we made 11 changes, so we had no rhythm. That's an excuse. VAR would have helped us by awarding us a penalty in the first half and taking away their penalty in the second half, which was clearly outside the box. That's another excuse. But let's not dwell on this match and all the excuses too much. Bravo to them. We played very poorly and they played very well. And that's what happens sometimes. To say we lacked rhythm would be a massive understatement. Coming back from injury, it seemed that Lovren, Fabinho and Matip weren't just rusty. They looked like they'd been covered in barnacles in their absence and their collective lack of success in dealing with the high ball by either winning the first or second balls uh, was not encouraging at all, was it? And that was our main problem today. But hopefully this was just a one-off poor game from those three usually brilliant players. On the bright side, Curtis Jones scored a lovely goal from a magical eagle-eyed through ball from Pedro Chirivella. And I thought uh, those two were our standout players today. Uh, Nico Williams was also good, although he and Elliot looked like strangers out there on the right-hand side. I would like them to have combined a bit better. Um, And that's about it for the positives. Uh, On to a replay we go then. At Anfield, uh, which will 
boost the shrew's coffers, no doubt. Uh, well done to them again. They deserve it. Um, and the FA Cup for us is low on the list of our priorities compared to the other two shiny trophies, the big, beautiful trophies that are on offer to us this season. But surely we can still get through at Hanfield once those barnacles have been removed. This is Owen from Copon Podcast saying we go again. Owen, following on from Ross there, giving their takes on the draw with Shrewsbury. Back into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group we go. And Jay Roberts, with his usual take, says the good. Adrian kept us in the tie. The bad, the rust on Lovren, Matip and Fabinho was noticeable. The beautiful, that we reserved a stinker for the FA Cup and got a replay at Anfield. So another chance for senior minutes for marginal players. Adrian was my man of the match. And Keith Holden says, with a season full of highs, naturally there's always a risk of a low here and there. And this certainly wasn't Liverpool's best performance. We allowed Shrewsbury to write a chapter in their history that they held the World Club and European champions to a draw. The fourth round oddly seems to be a little bit of a bogey round for Jürgen. And he turned to the big guns to try and salvage a last gasp winner to right that wrong. Saying that Anfield's a different beast, whatever team we play. And I'll be confident in the same 11 pick today that would make light work of the Shrews at home. For the Reds, Williams was lively and again showed he'll be a worthy understudy to Trent. And Jones showed he's not overawed or out of place with the first team. Some of the senior players back from injury did look a bit rusty, but the game time will sort that. So oddly, another game will give them the chance to play again and get sharper for the season running. Let's dust off and concentrate on the Hammers and make it 19 clear up the Reds. The Blood Red podcast will of course be with you on Monday to pick even more of the bones out of this one and so much more besides. Keep across the Blood Red channel over on YouTube as well for even more content over there for you. If you do get a chance to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your audio on demand, it is always very much appreciated as is your continued loyalty to what we have on offer for you here on Blood Red. Final word tonight then goes to the ever thorough and thought through Mark Baker. Mark Baker reflecting on Shrewsbury Town versus Liverpool in the FA Cup. Disappointing all round, really, the night for Liverpool, in which for the first time you could probably say this season, a slight bit of complacency played into Liverpool's game, especially when they were given a real presence just after half-time to go 2 nil up and seemingly take control of a tie, which, which I never felt they really had control of. If anything, I felt Shrewsbury were more than worth the, the replay at Anfield in general or the overall play and opportunities and maximising um, the ability within the two sides. There was no question that they were more than deserving and, and potentially should have won the game. So so I think on the surface you can you can say that it's, it's hardly ever happened this season where you'd say that Liverpool haven't performed and, and potentially the the actual intensity and and preparation within the game has probably not been to the standard that Jurgen Klopp will have wanted. But they're few and far between, so you can you can afford them that. The big problem will lie in the fact that Liverpool now have a replay. Now, some people may say, well, that's not the end of the world. It offers the opportunity for some of the younger players to get more games and, and more experience in that sense. The likes of Harvey Elliott, um, young fullbacks, etc., etc., Curtis Jones. Also, you could argue, well, also, it gives the opportunity for squad players to get to get games in which they get minutes on the field, and then if the the 
there's a scenario in which they have to fill in for one of the first team players, then the, the, the match sharp and match ready. But that doesn't take into account that the replay will take place in a period within the season where Liverpool were due to have what they would consider the the winter winter period, extended winter break, if you like, where they get more days in which to best prepare for the the finale of the season. And this will affect Liverpool's training schedule. There's no absolutely no doubt it will and the, and, and the manner in which they can train and the preparation. So that is a big, big issue for me and, and something I feel that Jürgen Klopp will be more than frustrated about because there's going to be first-team players who are going to have to take part in that game. And, and as I say, that affects the, the planning. So that's the main issue. Um, from the game... I felt not many of the Liverpool players really came out of the game with credit. Of course, Curtis Jones took his goal brilliantly and there's most definitely a player you can you can automatically see that in the ability that the player has. I thought the rest of the players really struggled within the game. Obviously, Dejan Lovren throwing in what seems an obligatory error which will, will lead to a goal every couple of games. Obviously, he's coming back from injury. I felt Matip should have won the ball and been more stronger in the air. However, Lovren's rashness, which he's displayed... Throughout his Liverpool's career in intervals within games, and and unfortunately it was the case again. Um, Liverpool were fortunate that the goalkeeper was fantastic on the night, Adrian. And and to be fair, what a really good signing he's been for the number two backup goalkeeper, and two outstanding pieces of goalkeeping. One in the first half, one in the second half. The kept Shrewsbury at bay. So the second issue, apart from the training schedule and the fact that Liverpool are now going to have to participate in a game and prepare for a game, will be. The decision to be made over who replaces Sadio Mane in the Liverpool side, because with Mane coming off with a muscle injury, there's no question in my mind that for the next couple of games, at minimum, he is going to be absent. And obviously, it leaves a, hu- leaves a huge void in Liverpool's side. Now, when you think about Mane, there's no direct replacements in that will offer them same penetrating runs, the same technical quality, and be able to be a complete fit for that uh, left-hand side position as part of a front three. The, I would imagine it'll be Origi who'll take his place. I've always believed he was more effective as a central striker or an impact substitute, really, than playing off the left-hand side. But you would imagine that would be the option he, he goes with in that position. I thought Origi, like the rest of the side, struggled in that position today. Although what I would say is, with Klopp's side, they're a well-oiled machine in terms of the movement patterns with and without the ball. And when you bringing such change to a lineup, I feel that there's always going to be issues about seeing consistency and, and a mirror image how, how you, your first team play. And obviously throwing lots of different players into that mix becomes a factor as well. So I always put that um, into the equation when rating players' performances. And it's a lot different to Judge Origi playing left side Liverpool's attack in the first choice 11 than it is a, a mismatched scattergun side. So you'd imagine he'd come in. And one of the reasons for that is obviously I think... Um, Minamino thus far has, has had a bit of a hard time in, in settling into the patterns of play. But listen, that, that's going to happen. I think one thing I was wrongly under the impression of, really, I believe that he was a player who I could see fitting in a wide position, just about the, the information I've been given about him. I felt he'd stretch play off a of threat in behind with pace and, and penetration. Now, looking at him in the opening couple of games for Liverpool, I think he's much more of a connection player. I feel that if he is going to play, and I might be jumping the gun with this, that he's going to play in in centralised areas and or even if he plays wide be a player looking to come inside and connect with them central players rather than, than offering that pace and penetration in behind and I would imagine you'd be looking at him to play in the Firmino role really 
And that is another reason why I don't think he would be best suited, obviously with the lack of preparation being at Liverpool, and also maybe an unsuitability to what Liverpool would require from the role on the left-hand side and right-hand side of a three-man attack in them piercing runs and stretching the pitch. So, big one for, for Klopp to choose. I think he'll go with Rigi and the other big game, uh, big instant really to come out of the game or talking points is the fact that it does disrupt Liverpool's planning within the next few weeks. Mark Baker with the last say here on Post Game. Thanks for your time and your company. And until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.